Oh, well, hello everybody out there in Music Video Land. Welcome to another edition of the Music Video Land podcast, brought to you by your super good friends at IMVDB, the internet music video database, imvdb.com. My name is Adam. I type things in the IMVDB music video database just because it's the thing that uh, that we do now. Um, and then with me, as usual, is uh, Doug Bathroom Break Clinger um, from Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, Doug, how you doing? Dude, it's super good. That's that could possibly be the worst, that worst <laughs> nickname anyone's ever gotten. <laughs> that's, the worst, that's the last thing anyone wants to be called. Well, there. Well, it's just I'm just throwing it out there and see if it sticks. And another one I'm going to throw out there is um, another person who's joining us on the podcast, uh, North of the Wall, Mr. Adam Al- Adam Mad Dog Alexander. Uh, how you doing, Adam? I'm doing good. I'm feeling a little bit wild tonight. That's good. I think the Mad Dog thing is actually going to stick. I've got it. Circled. It's going to stick. I've got it circled in red here. This isn't just a throwaway. I'm going to c- go with it. Um, and on the podcast this week, we have an awesome guest, uh, somebody whose videos we've talked about a lot on the podcast. If you've if you've been listening, uh, director and animator and well, visual effects artist, all of the above, uh, Mr. Jeff Hoskinson. Jeff, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty um, good. And for for people who uh, need a reference, we'll have all the links and stuff like that. That we everything we talk about in the show notes. Go to imvdb.com/podcast, and it's all there. So the last video we probably talked about that was. Uh, directed and animated by you was build a pyre begin again and by son lux yeah. um and then also the fantastic video which we we really love the philosophize in it chemicalize with it video by kishibashi state yeah. of mind by sebado i think that's the pronounce his name oh um, yeah you got it right oh i did get it right okay good i think so. boom and then um just a few yesterday or two days ago on uh, june 17th uh crush by tahiti 80 came out um so this is time timely guest slot <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, just and but just in like the last year too, because we're recording this June 2014. So all these are within like the last like six months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doing four videos in, in six months that all seem like really labor intensive, all VFX heavy. Um, what initially got you into that? Well, I I started doing uh, music videos for um, a lot of like friends and bands that I you know personally knew, and. Um, and I did this one for um, uh, this kind of split between uh, uh, two bands called Roswell Kid and uh, Sleeping Bag. And that video was called Chinchilla. And um, it was kind of like a really uh, animation-heavy uh, um, live, live action kind of combination uh, music video. And um, so I did that. And <clears throat> so... Um, the uh, owner of the record label, Carl, uh, for Joyful Noise, he uh, he saw it because uh, Sleeping Bag is on that label, and um, he saw it and he was like, "It's like, hey, uh, you want to do any any music videos for one of our bands?" And uh, I was like, um, "Yeah," <laughs> and um, so that's just kind of how it got started. And the uh, the first one was Sebado, and um, so yeah, I mean, I just kind of started and. You know, got it, all these great opportunities, and just started working like crazy, and um, and that's kind of it. And I've just kind of been like nonstop ever since. Um, and is that was it? Was the that first video that uh, was that also in in 2014? Uh, the chinchilla. Yeah, um, that was actually um, that was 20 uh, yeah 2013. 
and so all this, I mean, all the visual work, and I know there's there's some live action, you know, in there. That's all done by you. Oh yeah, everything. Like I film all the stuff. I animate all the stuff. Um, I design it, concept it. Um, there's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing to like have been fortunate enough to like almost been given like total creative freedom by all these bands. Um, it's just uh, pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much like I just kind of do it all myself. Uh, it's very personal. Um, there's not a whole lot of. I mean, I really like collaborating with, um, you know, any of the people that I film, or you know, I let um, them kind of like do their thing and just um, kind of try to get like a like a natural performance. But yeah, a lot of it is just uh, kind of my personal kind of illustrative like touch on on most of the stuff. And so, are, like, are all of the jobs kind of coming through directly as well? Um, you you have like a representation right now. No, I don't have any representation. Um, I'm just solo. Um, I, you know, I have close contact with uh, uh, label representatives. Um, and then, like, if bands uh, like my stuff, they usually contact me directly. Um, that's, like, how it happened with uh, Tahiti 80. You know, it was a very one-on-one kind of personal thing. Um, it's been pretty amazing because I haven't really had to, like, really like do storyboards or like really try to kind of prove myself or like sell my idea that hard. I mean, um, I've been really fortunate in that respect. Um, they just kind of trust me. (laughs) I mean, um, so it's, it's been awesome to have the kind of creative opportunities that I've had. And a lot of these videos are pretty complex and, and, and obviously they have a lot of layers and a lot of stuff going on. Is this stuff, do you kind of see these videos in your head going into these projects? Do you kind of have a good idea what, what they're going to look like and it's just you don't really need to convey it to anyone? Or, or is it you kind of surprising yourself during the edit as well? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's always kind of a surprise at the end. But like as far as conceptually, um, you know, when I approach these projects, like I'll hear the song and just kind of really listen to it and I don't really come with any preconceived like concepts or ideas I usually just let the sounds drive everything and um, you know a lot of times I'll just kind of get like flashes of stuff in my head like imagery as I'm hearing the song and and um, then I kind of really start to think about a concept and what could what could um, really work harmoniously with the song and the sounds and then that's just kind of like how I I arrive at a concept. Uh, is just it's all it's all inspired by the sounds. Um, I don't really come with any kind of stories that I've written on the side, and just you kind of use the music as a as an opportunity to kind of like you know let let some kind of you know preconceived story play out. It's it's always um, derived from the sounds. And for the. I know we have listeners who are into Anna, you know, individual effects. Uh, what do you, what are you in terms of equipment and software? What are you working with? My main, my main um, application is After Effects. Uh, for like three D work, I use Blender, um, and then you know, for for any like a lot of the stuff, I use Photoshop. I mean, I'll design a lot of the pieces and create all a lot of the pieces in Photoshop. Um, but the main like video editing tool is definitely After Effects. And I wanted to ask about the uh, 
a few videos. One of them was the the philosophize and it chemicalize with it by Kishibashi video, um, which is so colorful and has this kind of um, I don't know how to how to de describe it. The you know all these different uh, circles coming together to, to create images is one of the central visual themes in the video. And I was wondering where that where that concept came to you. Was that something that came from listening to the music? Yeah, I mean, um, the idea was kind of that, but primarily it was um, just the way the music sounded. Like it was so dynamic. I was really blown away by that song, and you know, it goes from really small and contained to huge and, and explosive and then really kind of dirgy and small and contained again and then back to like just huge and vast and um, so I was really thinking about like a concept that could work well with that with those dynamics and I thought about you know like particles um, you know individually having kind of a life of their own but also making up a, 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 a you know making up a bigger structure and so I wanted to initially kind of, um, in, in the smaller parts of the song, focus in on maybe like these little tiny particles and maybe a narrative or something there. And on the bigger parts of the song, kind of pull out to, um, you know, uh, bigger, bigger structures that are comprised of all these little individual particles. Um, that was kind of like the main, the main concept for it. Um, and that's just, that's just kind of how it started. And I wonder if you could kind of take us through a little bit more. You mentioned what software you're using for a lot of this stuff, but what is the what is the process? Do you ever kind of create a more simple version of what we see, kind of by hand or or a pre visualization? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's just like rounds rounds of it. I mean, I, I'll I'll like just start working with stuff and like playing around with stuff and and color and and. Um, it it took me a, a, a while to get to get it to that video to a place where I was happy with it. Um, there was like rounds of stuff. Like I created all these like characters for it that kind of didn't make it into the thing, and um, so I did a lot of exploration for that. And it was like kind of nervous because <laughs> like the deadline was approaching, and I really was not like happy with where it was going. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do like a lot of rounds of stuff usually um, until I get to a place where I'm kind of happy with it. Um, but but I don't. I usually do that like within After Effects mainly because a lot of it's like you know dependent upon the animation and the motion. Um, so it's it's kind of like not only the motion but it's also the visual. And where did you find an Asian family? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's, uh, that's his, uh, that's his family. Um, you know, he, he like, he wanted to be in the video. Um, uh, he wasn't going to be, it was just going to be all animation, but he, um, that was one of the things that he, he felt strongly about being in it. And then he was like, well, what can I do? And I don't really like, I don't really typically like lip syncing. Um, so I just said, you know, I don't know, like put your family in it and just do <laughs> just do some stuff and uh you know and uh he just he, he just sent me like a bunch of footage on green screen and i just used some stuff from it um i don't know i just thought it kind of gave it a a really cool quality like a kind of authentic quality to it it just really kept it lighthearted and fun which is which is a, l a large part of like how his music sounds to me now I feel embarrassed that I, I that I I knew that was Kishibashi. I didn't know it was his family. 
Yeah, that's his wife and his daughter. Oh wow, okay. I didn't yeah. even know I didn't even know he was married. Okay, there we go. Now now we're I'm <laughs> I'm learning learning things about Kishibashi. It, not that I knew a huge depth of knowledge before, but I was like, so yeah, you, it is Kishibashi with some people hired to be his fam to look like his family. Um and and you're out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Is, is there, um, from your perspective, uh, much of a music video community in, in Pittsburgh or a, or a more general filmmaking community that, that, you've, that you've seen? Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a, there's Pittsburgh filmmakers. Um, there is a community here. Um, there, are, there, there are people doing stuff. Um, this, this place has become, uh, it's changed a lot in the past 10 years. I mean, there's a lot of like Hollywood films being shot here. There's there's a lot of stuff being done here. I mean, it's not as you know nowhere near like L.A. or New York or anything like that, but um, but it's cool. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a small small community. You, yeah, you guys you guys took away the city of Gotham from Chicago to be <laughs> to, to as as the stand-in for Gotham in The Dark Knight Rises. We I lived in Chicago when they're shooting The Dark Knight, so I'll always have a kind of a. <laughs> I'll always have kind of a, a little bit of a spite in my heart for that, but that's okay. I can get over it. I don't really mind. You um, hate you hate Pittsburgh. That's so no, weird. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. Add that to that. the list of things you hate: <laughs> Terry Richardson and Pittsburgh. Um, Spike Lee. We should talk a little bit about the the video that came. Yeah, <laughs> Spike Lee. We can fill a whole podcast with that. Um, we should talk about the video that came out just a few days ago, which is the Crush by Tahiti Eighty and. This one is a combination of you know visual effects and animation and animation and live action, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about where this concept came from. They contacted me about doing a video uh, for the song, and they were kind of um, specific about what 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 they wanted um, without being too specific. I mean, they wanted something that was a combination of animation and live action. And they wanted something that kind of had a narrative to it, um, but they left it pretty open. And um, so the video or the song is uh, kind of about a, a relationship separation. And um, so, I, you know, rather than kind of be like straight with it, um, I just envisioned this kind of, you know, psychedelic kind of fantastical scenario world setting Um where that involves like a female character where um it's kind of ambiguous but she's maybe kind of like the classic you know damsel or like you know female character that, that appears to be kind of benevolent and 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 good-hearted but um kind of based upon her like choices or whatever kind of you know ends a relationship or or foils a situation basically um so you know that's kind of like a simplistic way of putting it but like there's a lot of kind of things going on in the video like a lot of visuals that could reference um lots of different things i wanted to wanted it to kind of look um archaic like i didn't want it to be like a retelling of any kind of greek mythology or anything like that but i wanted it to kind of maybe feel like that um maybe it could feel like a you know like a dream or a memory of something um, maybe a dream of a story that had been read, but it wasn't quite that story. Um, I wanted it to kind of, you know, play off of themes of like, you know, maybe Eros and Psyche and Original Sin and stuff like that. Um, so it has a lot of kind of like visuals that that are derived from those 
those ideas and those stories and those concepts, but are not. It's not really directly kind of retelling those stories at all. So I, I think there's a lot of kind of different themes that are kind of going on. I just I don't think there's any direct one kind of thing. I mean, there's no direct real narrative to it, um, but it's kind of just supposed to be open ended and kind of thought provoking. Color seems uh, to be really uh, important to your music videos. Is color something that you sort of think of first going into to one of these videos? Is that one of the first things that you decide on? Yeah, base. Yeah, I mean, color. I think is one of the uh, the things that I really see in my head. Like initially, um, like when I first heard the song, I, I don't know why, but I just kind of saw gold, like uh, almost instantaneously. And like when I first um, when I first heard the song, like when I first heard that intro, like I immediately just kind of pictured a woman, like kind of laying on her side, and the camera panning and it being in gold, like with this really warm kind of sepia tone. Um, I don't know why. I mean, there's no real reason for it, but <laughs> I kind of used that visual to drive the thing. And um, but yeah, color seems to come pretty quickly. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you know throughout the process. Like I'll pull a lot of imagery um, to to be inspired by. Um, so I pull all kind of stuff, and definitely I gravitate towards you know kind of the original color that I may have saw in my head. Color really kind of sets a tone, and you know maybe going back to the concept. Like <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> want anyone, you know to get too ridiculous with it, but like you know the kind of golden age of humanity and like the whole idea of that, and you know the the fall of man and maybe you know like we've we've fallen out of our of our, our perfect society and what is achievable as a perfect society and i don't know i mean maybe there's some of that to it but um just kind of gold as being like you know the ultimate like archetype of uh you know human essence or whatever and kind of a fall from that um but yeah i mean i think color is uh, pretty important um, to kind of set the tone. Do you always do you envision yourself as your as you progress your career to to continue to be so hands on with every project and to you know play as many roles um, in the process as you currently do? Yeah, I mean, I really like having the personal touch. I mean, there's obviously there's so many ways that I could get better and and learn more stuff and know more stuff technically and um, you know with with better equipment and better practices and stuff like that but I mean I you know these songs I really like kind of how personal it is I mean you know these artists write these songs and they're personal and they're you know they they have a kind of uh it, you know it's coming from one voice so I really like the idea of the video kind of coming from that same place like one voice and one kind of set of hands um, kind of crafting it, so it's it's as much as a of a personal thing for me as it is for them, um, and uh, I always try to put things that I'm interested in, inspired by, and 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 you know seeking to find answers um, for like in these videos, but it's always something that works in tandem with the music, um, and I think that's where it, where it really gets interesting um, is where you can kind of come up with something that complements a song and works and is inspired by the song um, but is also kind of its own thing and lives on its own sweet yeah. e e EPs all the EPs that listen uh, um, sign Jeff <laughs>
That'll be cool. And um, cuz yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive that all you know, basically 100% you on these projects. That's uh, you know, it's it's impressive. And I was not aware before you mentioned it, Jeff, that Kishibashi is from Athens, Georgia. I guess I just never I'm learning so much about Kishibashi. I love his music now cuz we're in uh it's just a little plug for Sprockets Music Video Festival. We'll be in Athens, Georgia in July um for Sprockets. So 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 Kishibashi, if you're listening, come see us. So Kishibashi, I think on his schedule he says he's going to be in Dublin, Ireland at that time. So oh, I don't know if he's going to be able like, to make it. But. Adam's, Adam's been busy over there. I also realized that this Chinchilla video, which was not on this website that we that we own <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, is now miraculously here. Very good work, uh, Adam. <laughs> on that. No, no, that wasn't me. That must have been Adam Alexander. It was, it was this Adam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. it's nice, awesome. dude. Yeah, it's a cool video. I I was glad that I got to see that one while we podcasted live. That's fun. <laughs> Where there's waiting podcast. I cool. see this one has candy and bananas, which I and and uh, <laughs> pink and it's, yellow. So I'm excited to see this one. So a lot it's, of things that Adam loves. Yeah, it's, it's totally <laughs> it's totally absurd. <laughs> nice. Good. Well, you know, speaking, we have we have a few absurd things to to get into from this week. Some other music videos outside outside of. Um, well, outside of Jeff's, we right? Could, well, we could talk about those music videos, yeah, but I think we just need to mention a few quick kind of top topical things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Please. Um, because, we're, because we're a podcast, if people haven't listened to the podcast, we you know we talk about stuff. We talk about what's music videos in the news, and we try to – a lot of music videos in the news kind of stuff is insanely boring, so we try to um, <laughs> stay away from it. But this time, this week, I don't know if, if Doug, Adam, or, or Jeff, you guys have been following the YouTube – uh, issue with um, er, the scare overtaking down independent music videos because um, is the record label you're working with are they independent Jeff? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a very brief explanation here because it's it's been an insanely complicated subject. I think that the story broke on Tuesday and it's just sort of been going through all these iterations of different articles and they get clearer and clearer and now we're on Thursday and we're just all, you know, we're that much clearer. We have an article that we will link to that we've kind of gone through and, and tried to make sense of everything. But the, the short and long of it is that YouTube is creating a music streaming service similar to Spotify or RDO or Deezer which has been mentioned a lot that I didn't even know existed, but there you go. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, music, uh, YouTube is an organization that already has, and Google, who owns YouTube, has a lot of existing relationships with labels because a lot of their music videos are on there. And not just music videos, but live performances, all sorts of licensed stuff. YouTube has all sorts of uh, entanglements with copyright. And lots um, of uh, revenue sharing. And lots of revenue sharing, um, not just through Vivo, but through all sorts of music videos. Um, yeah, just uh, just regular pre-roll ads. Any Anybody can upload a video and uh, put an ad on top of it if you own all of the stuff in it. So uh, YouTube is currently doing deals with all these record labels, all, and they apparently have, uh, I've heard, anywhere between 90 to 95% of labels on board for this deal. Um, but the other uh, 5% are not happy with the terms. What I've heard is that they're apparently getting the same terms, but they're not going to be... Um, they're not guaranteed as much. They're they're um, for the larger labels. They're guaranteeing amounts. 
Um, but some of these smaller labels include like Domino XL Recordings, which has uh, Jack White. Oh no, no, not Jack White. Uh, Adele and Arctic Monkeys and a bunch of other uh, recording artists. So there's been a lot of speculation, and, uh, and YouTube has been confirmed that uh, they will start removing content in they, what they call very soon uh, videos uh, from YouTube from artists who are not part of this deal um, that are from recording labels that are not going to be playing you know, ball with this new Music Pass service that they're going to be launching later this fall. Um. So. That's, so that's insane. Right, but the, so there's a few things to to note here. I think one of the most important ones is that Vivo music videos are not going to be affected. Um, they have a separate deal with YouTube, and so all the big ones, you know, a lot of the biggest music videos that we that we see on the site in terms of view counts, save for the size of the world, are Vivo music videos, and those are covered under a separate agreement. But uh, and either way, it sounds like even if they weren't, those labels are playing ball. Right. Most it's, of those the, it's the Domino Recordings who don't have Vivo accounts as it is, and they just have their own. You know the uh, and I don't know who is and who isn't, but you know the, no, the no, no, rhyme no. sayers. Adele has Adele has uh, Vivo music videos. Oh, so Vivo. she's on Arctic is Monkeys it? is all on Vivo. What they're saying is that I think the big picture is that it, it's it's going to be a very small number of videos that we're going to see removed. Right, basically. Well, well, there are, but there, but there are still a lot of videos who aren't on Vivo. You know, one of the videos we're going to be talking about this week, despite it being a very big video, the OK Go Writings on the Wall video. That's that's not a Vivo Vivo music video. So, you know, right, but uh, that might be part of the ninety five percent of the labels that have agreed to the term. Right, right, right definitely. So, but despite that, even if it's three music videos, which I'm sure it's going to be more than that, that's that's pretty insane that YouTube's just like, hey, anyone else can upload a music video to our website, upload their content to our website and make money for it, except you guys. And it's like a couple of record labels. That's that's just, I don't know, to me that's that's pretty insane. It's bossy. They're being bossy. bossy. And <laughs> so I think the the one of the main issues here is that nobody really knows what this service is going to actually look like. Um, and I've, the most sort of reliable reporting that I've heard on this is that the service is going to be on top of mu- what they're calling YouTube's free service, um, ad-supported service, if you will. So you go to the if you're a free user and you go and watch um, an Adele video or you know uh, one of your favorite artist videos, there's going to be you're not going to see ads if you're part or well, if you're a free user you're going to see ads and you're not going to have any of this extra content but if you are a paid user then you're going to be able to maybe stream that song or do a bunch of other things what's not really clear that I have never I haven't found an explanation for is where music videos fit in that package are they just going to be ad free for people who pay for this premium service or are there going to be some videos that are behind uh, behind a paywall, and there's, there's, you, if you read like five articles on this, you'll get five different, completely different takes <laughs> yeah. on this, which is, which is frustrating. But the bottom line is, we just don't, you don't know what the service is going to look like. But I think the the main issue here is that Vivo, or sorry, YouTube is, is the largest host of music videos by far, from everybody down to, you know, um, somebody who's not even signed to a label, just putting something out there on their own to somebody who's, you know, like. Uh, uh, you know, sigh on a major label who has two billion views, and they're making moves that are going to have an effect on, um, you know, maybe multiple levels of that. And that's and that's and that's uh, that's a big deal. That's why Vimeo is awesome. 
That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And a lot of, that is a point that a lot of people are making, that if, you know, if labels are forced from YouTube, um, you know, and they can't have their music videos there, regardless of how many labels there are, you know, they're going to be looking for an alternative place. And uh, that, that could definitely be um, Vimeo for sure. Now, although... Vimeo got into their own music video issues not too long ago with directors and and production companies uploading their versions and and the labels asking them to or or you know putting a cease and desist letter in and, and making them Vimeo remove them. However, if it was the labels moving over to Vimeo, um, that that wouldn't happen. And and there are some labels with with a Vimeo presence. A lot of times it's the it's a smaller label, um, yeah. you know, Sub Pop or, or something like that. But but they do have a Vimeo presence. Yeah. Jeff, are you are you? I know we have all your Vimeo embeds on the on the site. Are you uploading those yourself? Uh yeah, that's my account. Um, yep. And do you get special permission from the label, or is it, or is it, is it, or is it like an informal agreement? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's pretty much, uh, it's cool with them. It's cool with uh, Joyful Noise. I mean, they've been cool about it. Um, so, I haven't had any issue. They've, you know, they've been cool about it. Um, that's good. <laughs> um, and there was there was one more piece of music video. Well, kind of news. There was a, a music video leak, which isn't something that happens very frequently. But uh, there was a shelved uh, Lady Gaga video <laughs> fe- featuring R. Kelly, uh, directed by uh, Uncle Terry Richardson. And <laughs> that uh, video was leaked by TMZ. Uh, this week, or a 30-second clip of this video was leaked um, by TMZ this week, which features our, um, Lady Gaga on some kind of operating table under a sheet <laughs> and, and R. Kelly reaching under this sheet and Lady Gaga moaning. The The video didn't play beyond that for me, but I think I saw enough. Uh, so that leaked that leaked this week, and, and lots of people had things to say about it. Uh, what What do you guys have to say about it? Well, there. I we should just mention that I, I posted this on uh, Facebook, and um, there, oh yeah, there was a guy who was the he's a first AC on the site, and he said, "I'm just pulling it up now." He said he was on the set for two days. This was a two day shoot. Um, this is, wasn't something they just stopped midway. Although the 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 foot, I, I'm not don't have a keen eye enough to tell, but I, I believe the footage is unfinished. That's in there. Um, or maybe they finished the whole thing, but anyway, he said it was an interesting two days. That's how he. That's how we put it. And I, and I asked him if, if if Lady Gaga like seemed uncomfortable with the way the video was going, and he said he couldn't comment on that. So well, that he was, said he, uh, he said he couldn't he couldn't really tell. He wouldn't be able to know. But um, uh, it's interesting that like basically all of the coverage of this is just got. It just got Terry Richardson and R. Kelly completely under the bus. It's just like, yeah, Lady Gaga didn't want to put it out because of Terry Richardson's uh, sexual misconduct accusations and R. Kelly's former uh, sexual misconduct accusations. And uh, but the interesting thing is, those both of those things were present prior to the making of this video. Unless this video was made like ten years ago, uh, those those accusations were. Uh, we're we're definitely well known, um, uh, so I, I I don't know I, I think it's just kind of a cop out to say it's the, those are the reasons, 
Um, it probably is because it, it looks like a really terrible video. It just looks <laughs> like a, it just like something that's going to end up on like the Reddit, like our cringe sub subreddit. It just looks. I, I don't know. There's there's no way that I would wa- I would be like, well, this looks awful. But I bet the full version is it looks good. Yeah, right. It really makes it make sense. It doesn't well, it ended like- up on uh, TMZ, so perfect, a perfect home right. for it. It, it doesn't look like- any. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, no, I mean, I was just going to say, like, you know, from what I saw from that small clip, like, you know, just how, like, naked Lady Gaga appears to be in, like, <laughs> in the small clip that I saw. I mean, it seems like kind of like, uh, you know, amongst these huge pop stars, like, that's kind of a, a thing is, like, showing more, you know, it's like there's so much content on the Internet that you're exposed to. And it's like they're just, like, vying for people's attention. And it's like, um, especially with that... Um, that uh, um, uh, that uh, Miley Cyrus video where she's like naked on a wrecking ball and you know it's like also which was by, Terry Richardson also by yeah. Terry Richardson yeah and, well, I mean, it's funny because it's a thirty second clip but at the vi- they let they saved the best I'm sorry you didn't see this Doug because this is the best part they saved the very last where she is like straight up pumping a pile of newspapers <laughs> and it's like a half it's like a half second little bit they left it at the end which is just it was hilarious. Well, it's interesting. This doesn't feel, at least from what I saw, it doesn't feel very much like a Terry Richardson video. I mean, uh, the the fact that it's it, it's you know has Terry Richardson photographing her in the video. I and well, yeah, I heard about that. But what I mean is like Terry Richardson videos are usually pretty stripped down and like uh, you know like Wrecking Ball. Although it's got a Wrecking Ball in it, it's in like a completely white room and be like other than that, you know, the, it it does it doesn't usually. I don't think of it. I don't. I don't think of Terry Richardson videos as taking place on like a spaceship, which is where it, it appears this video is taking so place. I, I, just, I just rewatched this again, and Doug, you have to find a computer to watch the full version because the the concept yeah. of this video is that you guys all watch the full, the full thirty seconds, right? Yeah. The the concept of the video is that. Um, R. Kelly like she's, she's drugged. Yeah, is she's that, drugged, and her yeah. her body is lifeless, and and. <laughs> And then they have, and they bring in that they have like a party. So there's this really quick shot in this 30 second montage that is her like people like propping up her lifeless body and like like and doing like, what they want to. Yeah, just, but yeah. doing what they want is like it's like weird. playing with toy lobsters around it. It's just like nothing. <laughs> it's just I I seriously think I know the Terry Richardson and the R Kelly thing. Um, you know, uh, factored into this a little bit, but I really think that if it was a decent video, they would have put it out. I just think it's, it just looks like a terrible video. Well, so it's interesting because we have another Terry Richardson Lady Gaga video on the site right now as in production. There is a 15 second preview video that is um uh. From I'm just looking at words from on the Lady Gaga from the Lady Gaga YouTube account for a song called Cake and in the video it says like Lady Gaga XX Terry Richardson and uh, it's also a what appears to be a sexually explicit video uh, that feels a little bit more like a Terry Richardson video it's Lady Gaga like in a bathtub and at a strip club uh, with no pants on uh, but I, there's this one is is nowhere to be found either and this. Um, the uh the this trailer was published in november 2012 so (laughs) who knows who knows what up with gaga and terry richardson but i have a feeling neither of these videos are ever going to come out any more than they than they are right now in in, which is 45 seconds of total video for two two uh database entries so uh anyway 
yeah, I really would like to see the rest of this video, but it's not playing. Thanks, thanks, uh, South Florida Internet. <laughs> so that's a TMZ player, I think. Well, at least we have uh, um, we got two good videos from this album. We got "Applause" by Nez Van um, Lamsverd and Vino Madadin. I completely mangled her name. And then um, Lady Gaga herself directed the video for a guy, Gui, which I thought was 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 Listen, a great video. Better than better than R. Kelly reaching under a sheet. Yeah, uh, R. Kelly's, got, R. Kelly's got a I got a surgical mask with with uh, like diamonds on it. It's it's stupid. Anyway, um, so we should talk a little bit about the the videos of the week because there were some yeah. interesting ones, some banana pants ones. Yes, um, and let's start with the banana pantsiest of them all, which is "One Minute More" by Capital Cities, directed by Brewer. This is pretty banana pants. This is we were talking about, and and Jeff, I'd like to get your opinion on this from a, a uh, visual effects uh, perspective because. This is one of those videos that I think out of all of them was probably the most like visual effects, computer generated visual effects heavy. And I'll just summarize the video as this woman getting a divorce that's made very clear. And there are people on like a party boat. It looks like a it looks like a beer or ice cream commercial. And, <laughs> or, or a music just like a party. Or just a music video. video. And they're like on a pontoon boat. It looks like it looks like a sunscreen commercial. And um and they, it is very, it is made very clear that they are floating and having a party in the tears of this woman who is. Yeah, they're married. they're not like, they're not her size. They're they're very tiny. Yeah, we, we should, yeah, they're not her size. People. Correct. Like yeah. their whole world is her tears. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like really cool. I mean that like that aspect of it, kind of the metaphor of that. Like I, I don't know. I mean I thought it was, I thought it was really fun. Like I mean. It's just kind of crazy. It's like all over the place. Like all these shots of them, like you know, you know, on uh, wave runners and jet skis. <laughs> like it just, and then like yeah, there's all these kind of like green screen visual effects shots of them, like like literally like in the bathtub with her and like you know on her like body and you know just <laughs> jet skiing on her tears and stuff like that. I mean, I thought just like that kind of that concept alone is just really cool. Like as far as like a metaphor, but. I don't know. It was just like really fun. Like it wasn't too like deep or anything. I mean, it was just. Uh, I don't know. I I love this album. Like I've been listening to this record, um, but uh, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. It's it's super it's super dark. And Capital Cities have made all all of the videos from this album have been fantastic. Capital Cities and and they're you know they're they're a pop band. You know their music is is pretty you know radio friendly, but. These dudes, you could tell, are you know they've they've got a good sense of humor. The one dude's got like a giant beard, <laughs> which automatically means you have a good sense of humor. Um, uh, but but it's it is super dark, and it's just funny that they have like these you know a lot of times they're like classic music video elements of like the band performing with like a bunch of like attractive people around them in the sun and like everyone's having lots of fun and it's just so funny that like all of this fun exists on the tears of a of a woman going through a divorce like like a, a incredibly heartbreaking thing and it's just like a fanta <laughs> commercial going on that's it that's the type I guess of commercial the, the loose idea of the video is kind of that uh like sadness and happiness sort of need to coexist I guess that's kind of what's going on here, right? Because when she gets happy at the end, then the the boat party stops. So that's kind of 
yeah. I, I guess I didn't look at it. I didn't keep going in well, my... You, well, hold on. This is a yeah, super gotta, important video watch to keep the going on. I watched the whole video. I meant I didn't <laughs> keep going deeper in in my psyche of what the meaning of this video is. I it's watched there, the whole video. It's there. Watch the end. She meets a new guy, and then she's oh, no, happy, and then it. everyone dries up and dies in the boat party. <laughs> well, I not only do, they don't just pack up and go home. They, like, are dying die. by the end. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a, a dry skeleton corpse on the desert. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I oh. took it to mean a little bit was that, like, I don't know, like, uh, I didn't really listen to the lyrics of the song too much. Maybe they kind of connected a little bit, but the idea is that maybe she likes to listen to... To music when she, when she, they're like there for sadness times or whatever, or that kind of that, or I don't know. Wait, hold, on, I'm gonna cut this out. I, this doesn't make any sense at all. It made sense in my head, and then once I started saying it, it made no sense. There's actually a little quote right at the beginning too that kind of summarizes, I think, what the video is about. Yeah, I could and do it. Says, it. Uh, well, yeah, joy and sorrow are inseparable. Together they come, and one sits alone with you. Remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. So they kind of coexist. Is kind of how I took that. It's cool. I yeah. like it. And it's yeah. super funny. And yeah, and the end, the end uh, yeah, go ahead. The end, the end shot with the lemonade is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look the um, cause then, cause then it zooms in on her skin and she's like, yeah, and they're dying. Um, I'm trying <laughs> to look up, it. trying to look up the guy who that, that quote is is from, Khalil Gibran, and he is a um, Lebanese artist, poet, and writer. Um, and he uh, was born in 1883, died in 1931. So he is an old, old, old school cool guy. Throwback man. Uh, I love, I love when, uh, you know, like I mentioned, the capital cities is, is very radio friendly. And this is a type of like song that, uh, lots of people will know about. And so I love when a band who, with a big, with a big audience is willing to make a video like this. That is pretty insane. It reminds me a little bit of, um. Uh, Turn Down for What, uh, uh, directed by Daniels, a music video that you're like forcing a broader audience to watch this type of music video. So uh, um, I, can, I can get behind that. It's a weird and thing. And speaking of, uh, of radio friendly, Capital Cities actually used to, uh, they used to do radio jingles. That's actually how they started out. How really? about that? They did like little commercials. Huh. That's, that's weird that you knew that. I just knew that little fact for you. It's, it's not weird that it's true. It's weird that you knew it. No, I knew. I know things about these we guys. We can't. We shouldn't be anti anti Adam facts, Doug. I'm not anti Adam facts. I just, I just, uh, it was. It's just weird. It's a weird fact that I don't know. I, well, I'm I, gonna, think I think it's cool fact. I'm gonna like, break this up and move on to another video. <laughs> Please um, do it. Let's do another one. The, this. Do, well, I was. Do you want to? Okay, go. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Um, this is. <laughs> I'm actually putting together a talk right now that I'm going to be presenting in, in, at uh, Sprockets in a a Athens, Georgia, home of Kishibashi, um, in July, that is sort of going through the music videos in the digital modern age. So roughly, if we're going back way back, 1998 to the present day. And one of the bands that factors pretty big into that is OK Go. Or not big, but they have they, they definitely have a, have a spot in there. Um, for their, you know... Uh, Stupid term, but quote unquote viral videos like "Here it Goes Again," "This Too Shall Pass." I and, mean, they helped invent that shit, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. And also, they haven't. 
um, or I haven't really seen too much from them. They they did the the commercial for the Super Bowl with with the car that drives, and I think it got a little too out of control at one point. And I thought <laughs> I thought they had kind of like packed that up. Um, and then here we go, the writings on the wall, which is which is another one of these really like almost five minute long epic kind of uh, visual. I mean, this one's insane. It's an unbelievable that it plays with perspective. They, they they hadn't really done one that really blew me because they've done it like a handful that like are really kind of mind blowing music videos, but they hadn't really done one that was that was like really mind blowing since this too shall pass. I think the Rude Goldberg Machine, um, which we had the um, sin, some people from Sin Lab on this very podcast talking about that video. I don't think they really blew anybody's mind so much since that one but i think this one this one definitely does this one fucked with my brain a <laughs> lot i i like i had trouble with this it, it was like uh i i like questioned reality a lot <laughs> a lot during this video and like my own personal reality yeah I, th- I thought it was awesome i mean like they always do amazing i mean you kind of expect that like from them because they're, they're known for that and it's like it's just yeah, I mean, it's just, it's super fun. Like, it's not trying to kind of be anything more than, like, what it is. And, like, they achieve these, like, fantastical things that, like, you know, I mean, like, I mean, you see at the end, like, the crew that they have and that comes out from the from the woodwork, so to speak. And, like, I mean, it's it's amazing that, like, someone is doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. like... How, how elaborate the planning uh, would yeah. have had to have been for this one, as well as all their other videos. But that was, like, I was just blown away by this, too. It's yeah, the crew, the, the crew reveal is something that's that it all also takes place in, in this Two Shell Pass. But just to Wait, get, talk yeah. a little bit about the video, what it what's going on? Is, it, is they're going through kind of this one take uh, in this, like, studio setting of... Of these crazy like, what is like forced perspective or or what is the uh, what is the effect the the brain fuck effect that they're doing here, Adam? I would call this forced perspective in uh, in in various ways uh, or in various different techniques. Um, not just forced perspective, but there's there's a I don't know what the technique is called when you change perspectives and suddenly things that look like they were not connected in any way form an form an image. Um, an illusion. Illusion. It's basically like like sleight yeah. of hand illusion stuff. And I, Doug, I was wondering, did you? Is this the same warehouse studio that they did this two shell pass? And I'm almost positive that it is. It looks like it. Maybe maybe it is. Um, it looks. Yeah, it looks like it is. And and it's very similar. It's hard to tell, obviously, because um, the stuff in there is different. But it was also like a two story big open warehouse space. So uh, possibly yes. But I don't know for sure. I didn't do any research. And it's, I, I really like this track. I don't know about you guys, but I, I've I've always thought that this this that the tracks have sometimes not entirely lived up to the kind of epicness of their videos. But I thought this was this is one of their strong, strongest. So I'm glad to see that a really strong video slash track pairing from them. I I can honestly tell you I don't know outside of here it goes again. I cannot tell you how any OK Go song goes. Even this <laughs> one, I cannot remember it all. Then that's the, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I, it probably is pretty good, but I don't, I personally don't remember it. And, I think what's cool about like their videos is, I mean, the music is like pop and super fun and the videos are like, 
so fun to watch. Like, I mean, you don't really have to kind of invest a lot in it. I mean, they're just so like incredible that it's um, you know, it's just it's just a lot of fun to see what they've put together and what's going on in the video that it, I think it's like merges well with the fun of the music. Um, and it's, it's awesome yeah. to see a band uh, this passionate about the music video format too. Like they clearly love music videos and they take yeah. it very seriously. It's not like they don't just do this to, to promote their music. They're doing it for that as well, but they love, they love the, doing these videos. It's just so clear. Yeah. Or else they wouldn't have spent whatever the ungodly amount of time. I remember when um, Hector Alvarez and I can't remember who else was on from Sin Labs. They uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's actually our second podcast ever, around a little more than two years ago. Uh, they talked about just the how it is to work with OK Go and how dedicated they are to getting every little piece right. And um, you can see, the, yeah, you can see this in there. This was a real. It was interesting. They added the camera handling noises to this one. I don't yeah. know if you guys notice yep. that they're, 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 every time somebody takes a camera, they there's like the little you know like here I'll do it with my microphone. What so, kind of uh, what kind of yeah. camera is uh, is used in this video? I know nothing about that, but I want. It looks like a DSLR with some kind of crazy circle rig, circle jib or, or circle uh, steady yeah, you cam. You see it in the mirror one at one point. Yeah, and it was uh, Hector Al- Al- Hector Alvarez and Dan Busby. It's actually our third episode. Second was Mr. Matt Wells. Yeah, we're gonna t- we're just we're gonna delete that one. Sorry, Matt. So we should talk. Uh, another one that really blew me away visually uh, this week was the and I can't pronounce it, but the Stromae Tafet. And this Stromae is is a is an artist that has just consistently blown us away. We yeah, had different they're directors. Music yeah. yeah, he he, and that's this is another artist, not quite. Um, the same type of music videos okay okay go but cl- another artist who clearly um you know puts a lot of stock in in the music videos that they do and uh um yeah a, a lot of stuff a lot of collaborations with caviar but but lots of different directors and lots of different styles of video and this is uh and, and a lot of them are really massive music videos as well and this one is no different this one has a kind of a Hunger Games feel to it, um, which is yeah, funny. with some soccer elements. With some soccer elements, everybody's watching this thing, and one guy gets pulled out, put into a ball, and rolled out on the field, and then he's put into some sort of crazy maze that he kind of has to, you know, fight his way out of. Um, and I won't give away the little twist ending at the end, um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of action. There's a lot of um, this this move this music video was made on the scale of a feature film. It looks like um, not made in terms of financial resources, but made to look like that. And I think they really pull it off. And the and the the um, Strome, the singer is who who appears I think in almost all of his music videos is kind of like this kind of ringleader. Um, which is it was neat that they gave him that role as well. But it's a really visually stunning music video. Yeah, I absolutely love. <laughs> I love this video. I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, um, you know, just the way it's shot. Yeah, it definitely looks like a feature film. I mean, the the sets, like the video, the visual effects are incredible. And I mean, I think just like conceptually, like it's so perfect for the song. Like the you know, if, especially with the lyrics, um, and even like the this the song itself. Like it sounds like. Um, it sounds like a song that would be like written for you know a, a soccer game, 
or like you know like like world cup or something like that it has that kind of like anthem like anthematic kind of um sports arena type of sounds and the fact that like you know they they chose this kind of like um hunger games like um type of running man type of like um plot kind of thing for it i mean it, it it's so perfect um i don't know it's yeah this was like i think conceptually too like i mean it, it just um this kind of like dystopian society where you have like you know these uh this kind of class that's like being entertained by competition and you know struggle and i don't know i mean it's yeah it's it's a pretty amazing video it's a well-timed too yeah with with the with world cup soccer and you're right it, it could be one of those actually when it when i first opened it up to watch it i thought it was one of those like pepsi uh because <laughs> uh, i saw the soccer field and pepsi's doing all of these uh world cup soccer theme music videos right now from their you're pepsi. like oh no not another shitty yeah shit. i was like oh it's fuck this is another, another fucking spike jones soccer pepsi video <laughs> spike lee spike, spike lee sorry not spike jones spike jones if you're listening please come on the podcast <laughs> um but uh <laughs> just what's that I said, or just return my pages because I page Spike Jones all the time. That's right. Well, you should. I don't know if you know anybody. You should ask him if he actually still uses his pager. Um, I mean, he said he did. <laughs> and this one, this one did Jeopardy tonight. Anyway, hey, and Adam, how do you say? How do you say this? This this title, this song title. You, you got it pretty close. It's it's tough fate. Mm-hmm. You pretty much got it. And for a you know we Which have this... means your birthday. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. And this is listed in a French French pop, and for a French pop song, um, it's it's doing really well in the view count. It's up to one one million ish. So that Stromae's a, a pretty big artist. And uh, yeah, I think that that's that's, that's that cool. video. What about what about uh, what about some other ones? Can we talk about the return of the return of uh, uh, Destiny's Child? <laughs> uh, very quickly. Right? Yes, briefly. <laughs> that's all I wanted to do. Je- Destiny's Child is back, y'all. Uh, Michelle Williams put out a music video this week called Say Yes, uh, and it features Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. I'm, ex- <laughs> I, I'm s- can you guys tell I'm excited about this? Now, uh, <laughs> I know you were excited about this when it came out. Can, can, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that technically um, this is the, the return of one version of Destiny's Child, first of all, because uh, Michelle Williams has not always been in Destiny's Child. But... Um, Michelle Williams and and Kelly Rowland are also in the Superpower um, music video from Beyonce's album, but that didn't come out on the internet yet, so I don't count it. This is the official return of Destiny's Child, and that's all I gotta say about this video because it's not very good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're back, they're back, and it's and it's it's funny because Michelle Williams obviously she hasn't put out a music video in several years, and then um, um, earlier or. or Early last month, put out a music video called "Fire," um, with which only has like forty, uh, less than fifty thousand views, and this one's already over a million. So uh, she got that Beyonce juice, and maybe a little Kelly Rowland juice too. But uh, um, well, yeah, they're, they're just in a backyard talking about Jesus. I'm not really excited <laughs> about this beyond that. But this, but, yeah. well, when I when I first loaded this up, I was like, you know, everybody shits on Michelle Williams. <laughs> and remember when when Beyonce uh, performed at the Super Bowl, everybody gave Michelle Williams shit, even though she 
was everything went fine and you know she was Tell perfect. nothing went wrong right nothing went wrong and i just and you know as i was hitting play i was like you know what michelle Wally, this is her track and beyonce and kelly Rowland are featuring on it let's see what happens and it is first of all it's a, it's a it's a christian song about jesus and i and i and i don't want i don't want to equate christianity with scientology but this felt this feels like the <laughs> This feels like kind of like a battlefield Earth kind of deal, where it's it like pretty, it is pretty heavy-handed. Although it's just like pretty ladies smiling and singing. It's like if you say no and Jesus says yes, you fucking can't say no. You can't say no is what this song is about. And so, but it has um, that it has that feel of like okay, like we are you know Beyonce especially and the the other two to a lesser extent are successful at you know being entertainers now we're gonna do a thing where it's still gonna be popular because we're famous but we're gonna we're gonna do our you know beyonce is gonna put on some crazy white robe and dance around in a backyard about jesus it's the same thing with like you know uh i'm john travolta and you know me i'm famous and now i'm gonna make a movie about uh, about scientology so anyway it's just it just had that kind of feel for me <laughs> And uh, but but fucking Destiny's Child is back, y'all. Uh, I didn't know you were such a big Destiny's Child. Fan. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. <laughs> uh, I'm not at all. Uh, I'm not. I just. It was just funny to see. Uh, I'm doing an imp- impression of every website um, on June 18th. Was just super like super exciting. Like never in a million years is Pitchfork gonna write about a Michelle Williams video unless Beyonce's in it. And and even for a while, it was just Beyonce in the screenshot. Now it's all three of them, but but for a while it was just Beyonce uh, in a backyard singing about Jesus. Uh, so that was that. That's that video. Um, uh, Adam, I feel like I'm going to start getting into some of the videos that I liked this week and you didn't. Uh, I want to start with uh, Home by Naughty Boy. That is that one you didn't like? No, actually, this one my I, my dog was hit by a car yesterday and survived. Holy shit. And, sur- oh. and survived, but this yeah. kind of hit me in the feels. I don't know. This was a very yeah. this was a good. I like this video a lot. I don't. Because it's, it's about a dog. I didn't mean to. Yeah, it's about a dog. It's from the perspective of a dog. POV dog. POV dog. And I didn't mean to drop. I uh, sorry. I just. I had that just popped into my mind. But I was wondering why I liked this video so much. Um, but I I like this a lot. This is directed by Ian Pons Jewel, who's a fan, one of my favorite directors. Who dropped two videos this week? That's right. Um, is did anybody have the same affection for for dog POVs that I do? I thought it was like a cool idea. I mean, I I mean just. I don't know. Just a cool idea just to do that. Just to, <laughs> I mean, let's do a video that's a POV of a dog. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen a lot of stuff like that, so I thought it was cool. Can anybody, was, can anybody, a trivia question, can anybody name any other music videos that are POVs from household pets? I'm waiting. Mm. Bare, bare Naked Ladies, it's all been done before. Oh, 1999. Shit. <clears throat> I've POV never seen from that. a house cat. Just How about that? So uh, there, this video is interesting though. It's not just POV for a dog, and you obviously don't get that right away. It just looks like somebody on set, but then you realize they're lower than everybody, and then you kind of get the idea that it's a dog. Uh, but then there's a, a further reveal down the line, which actually uh, caught me off guard a little bit. I didn't really expect that final ending, and it ch- and it changed my perspective on the world. How about that? My uh, what happens in this video is there's like a dog who starts out on on a set of like a some kind of dog food commercial or something. It's like a it's like a model dog, you know, 
classic model dog story and uh and the dog runs away um and at the end of the video reunites with its uh original owner um who is a homeless man living in an alleyway and um i used to get super upset pri up until prior to this video i'd get upset if i saw a homeless man with a dog i feel like it's you know what kind of care could that man be giving that homeless man be giving that dog? But now I think every homeless man loves his dog as much as the homeless man in this video. And um, basically what that proves is I have poor perspective on things. <laughs> I, let, I let weird things in my mind. But uh, but that's what happens. He seems a homeless man, and the homeless man, for whatever reason, has a bunch of pictures of him with the dog around and nothing else. Um, um but yeah, there it goes. Reunited with the uh, family. I like uh, his man, his his homeless man owner. It's, it was sweet. Uh, he, I wish the dog would have brought some money with him, though. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a famous dog. He could have brought some money or at least some crafty and brought it to his homeless <laughs> man. Uh, so which way? What uh, do you not like the Arctic Monkeys video from this week, Adam? Well, what what? Just one thing. Oh just yeah, Alexander, there. hit me. Hit the me. The other video that Ian Pons Jewel directed this week was uh, Cold Specs vi uh, video for Absisto, which uh, I thought was awesome. I actually preferred it a little bit over Home, though Ooh. Home was super cute too. Oh shit! He preferred. So I thought I'd mention it. We mentioned there was a second, and that was yeah, the one. That was it. And now we now now everyone's gonna watch that because everyone values Adam Alexander's opinion much more than mine. Uh, Fair <laughs> Arctic, Arctic Monkeys, not not your bag, of, not your bag of snap out of it. Wasn't my bag of snap out of it? No. Um, can, well, ex, ex, I don't know. Does explain to me the plot of this, this video? Uh, there's a beautiful lady who cl uh, clearly had um, uh, some kind of relationship with the members of Arctic Monkey, and she's um, watching old like band footage uh, of them and 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 reacting to it. Um, Skin, skin, hot and bothered, reliving those moments, watching that old footage. So the 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 thing that I find strange about this video is that she's getting hot and bothered watching like <laughs> studio outtakes. It's just like the, it's not like them performing or like anything else. It's like the it's super weird. I know. The whole, yeah. The did, steak did you, part. Yeah, did you, Jeff. Did you find this video a little odd as well? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's so so weird i mean like because you know in the beginning there's like all these like body shots like ass shots and then and then like she's watching this like really weird like low grade like footage like home movie footage of these dudes like in the studio and then like she goes and like puts a steak on like <laughs> just i don't know i mean i thought it was going somewhere and i was like along for the ride and but i don't know i just kind of like i don't know I, I thought it, it was uh, – I mean it was well put together. The shots are, are well done. Her performance is really good. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like you guys, I was just kind of like conceptually uh, I didn't feel that it was very strong or even didn't make sense in a fun way. It kind of just didn't make sense to me. But like do we – even people who are like super, super fans, do they watch like stu like low – like VHS quality studio outtakes? I mean I think if you're like a crazy – but hold on. Like stalker she, money. But uh, she's – but she's in the footage. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she's in that footage. It's yeah. not – she's not just watching studio footage. She's watching studio footage that she's in. 
See, I so thought she imagined she's like remembering. She was, she's remembering. So she's a super fan who um, is has an actual relationship with this band, uh, with the members of the band, and it's studio footage because that's some of the only time that a band is like being themselves, and and that you could show her kind of with them still in a band environment. I mean, anything more personal and. You almost don't. It's almost not a band anymore. It's just like bros. And then anything more bandy, if she's like watching, she's like at some concert. Like, why is she being filmed? Like, you know, behind the scenes studio footage, although not like necessarily salacious. It's still something that you conceivably they would be filming. She could have this footage. I think it it makes sense to me that it's that. And, See, I know. thought the uh, I thought the steak. She ate the steak, and it transported her into. Okay, the so this I, I listen. I got nothing for you for the steak. Okay, <laughs> guys. I but you but I, what I can do, and we've talked about this before, is I have a whole list of focus creep music videos that uh, are fantastic and and oh, can sure. be explained. And so at a point like when 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 it's working for you and then some stuff you i i can't wrap my head around like i obviously don't think like focus creeps are just like didn't know what to do so it's like oh we got that steak footage let's just throw that sure. in there for these gaps <laughs> like i'm I, i'm sure it's got something i'm sure it's there and so i'm able we to need look a, past that we need a commentary <clears throat> that's what we need on this one i love it i'd love to get yeah, i i should hit up focus creeps and be like yo uh, uh, talk about this. We dumped on your your video in the podcast. No, no I didn't. No, not me. I didn't. I really dump like on that though. Like, I mean, I really like the fact that I mean, you know, it's. I really like stuff that's not so easily explained. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah, I don't know. There's sure. something. I, I don't know. I I always gravitate towards the stuff that is not kind of concise and like wrapped up at the end and like and and very linear. Like I, I don't know. I mean. Maybe you know, we, I maybe it's just weird. Maybe it's just for, weird for the sake of being weird. But like with this video, but like I don't know. I mean, I think um, I appreciate its weirdness. <laughs> I know? do feel like Doug yeah. makes a good point. It being focus creeps, there probably is something here that I'm missing. I, I'm pretty, probably have a good point. Yeah, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like the Emperor's New Clothes kind of thing. But I, I, I'm the thing. The things that didn't make sense to me, I'm blaming myself. So, uh, so yeah, I think we got time. There's just one more video that I gave that I gave on the list because we're not going to talk about that FKA Twigs video, even though I love it because it's cause my it's favorite. Not, for the not, record, it's not on YouTube yet. It's so not on YouTube. They don't get to they, or or Vimeo, so they don't get to, they don't get they don't get airtime. But Lana Del okay. Rey gets Lana Del Rey gets some airtime with her music video for Shades of Cool, uh, directed by Jake Nava. Um, uh, Adam Alexander called this this video to Lana Del Rey. This week, it's me. He said, "This is too Lana Del Rey for me." Adam, <laughs> I did what use does, those. Adam, what does that mean? Uh, well, what it means is that uh, I mean, it's an awesome video. It's su like super beautiful and really well shot, and Lana Del Rey is always awesome to look at. But I think I wanted something a little bit more different from that would really stand out from the rest of her body of videos, and this one was basically. Her uh, looking beautiful on like a beach, well not a beach, but it's like, you know, places that I don't know much about. Cool Florida places. It's a city. <laughs> California. Type of yeah, it's sure. not like South Florida. But uh, yeah, and her and, and, and an old dude that she and, 
is in love with. And, is that the and same that's... guy, Adam Fairholm from the from the West Coast video? That is the same is. guy. That is Mark Mahoney, is. the famous tattoo artist. Um, Boom, bam, there he is. Looking from over. the West Coast video, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm just looking for um, a nut. Like, I really found that uh, Born to Die really was really stood out as something different, and I don't feel that she's done another video that, that was up to par with that for me yet, as much as I love her music and, and her stuff. So, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Okay. okay. Yeah, I thought, the same I thought it was beautiful, you know, like really well shot, like really cool editing, um, really cool, like, you know, um, color correction and all that. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of like her looking good and just kind of like vignettes of just different little, little. Um, I mean, it's more, I think this video is more like photography than like kind of plot or narrative or anything like that but um, yeah it's like it's it's meant to give like a sense of of like place or maybe just like some sort of like yeah like more like photography i definitely agree with that that's a great way of putting it um i like the hologram kind of effect as well yeah i I like Mm -hmm. that too i like the look of that as well lana del rey's got you know she's got um you know, if this video came out for some like random artist I'd never heard of, I'd be like, "Oh shit, look at this!" But like, <laughs> yeah, she's Lana Del Rey. You know, she, part of it is like comparing it to herself, and so she has done some really great music videos that, and 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 her style is really established. So, um, and this kind of carries carries on with that. But you know, yeah, we've gotten you know 15 music videos that that carry on those styles, and 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 so you know, it's definitely not new to us. I just I just have two quick notes on this video. Um, so oh, so so one of them her her new album Ultraviolence. Um, one interesting factoid from that is it produced by Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys. That's uh, true. Um, and the other thing is that she there's she has another song that I'm sure is going to be getting a video soon called Brooklyn Baby, where she mentions Lou Reed, and Lou Reed was scheduled to to sing on that song uh, the day that he died. Um, oh wow. Um, but so I just think that I like this video a lot. I have been listening to the new album a lot, and I think it's great, um, with with you know a few exceptions here or there. But I I, I feel like um, if you look at her top videos right now, um, you, we don't have anything from her new her new album. Uh, we've got we've got her cover of Chelsea Hotel number two still coming in over anything over um, from this new album. So I think it's going to be an uphill battle. I feel like the West Coast video is going to have a little bit of a resurgence. Um, I, I, just, I keep watching that video over and over again. I think it's, just, it's kind of an underrated video. And, and um, underrated on our website as well. It has rate. It has uh, has uh, three user ratings, and it's a, an averaging of three. Yeah, I just feel like it. It's I don't know. I feel like that track's kind of the standout from the album, and I keep watching. And I just love that video so much. Yeah, it's really good. Um, directed by Vincent Haycock. Um, it's sitting at eight million, and you know, if we're looking at Blana Del Rey's number one, that which was uh, "Summertime Sadness" uh, from 2012, we're looking at 183 million. So damn, what a disparity! Yeah, she's got some catch up to do. That "Summertime Sadness" song though, that had like a double dip. Because of that remix version as well, which also has a very popular music video sitting at almost 50 million, uh, Cedric Gravis remix. That's right, and that, that's that's the uh, song mentioned in the selfie video, which is currently is like the number three video of 2014 so far. So that's true. 
There we go. We're just dropping facts like crazy. Um, dropping facts like like Adam Mad Dog. Um, <laughs> that's it. Do we should we go around? We talked about a lot of videos, but what we can tick real quick. What was everyone's favorite music video of the week? Starting with uh, Adam Fairholm. Why am I always first? I don't okay, understand. Well, I don't know who's Adam Alexander. Well, okay, so the, the uh, you can say let's... FKA Twigs. Yeah, I, I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Yes. So yeah, allowed. FKA Twigs was uh, was pro- is probably as of yet my favorite. Like we said, not on YouTube yet. Uh, cool, kind of just uh, a really awesome dance performance video with uh, FKA Twigs herself and another dude who's a good dancer too. And uh, yeah, so that one's probably my favorite uh, for she sure. Kills, and kills it in that video, man. Oh man. Yeah, she does for sure. Yeah, really good. Um, but to mention another one that we didn't talk about that uh, that I just watched—not my favorite of the week, but worth mentioning—this really beautiful Hundred Waters video for Out Ali. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but directed by Alex Warren. And uh, I'm not familiar with uh, the U.S. geography or or what places might look like but the video claims that it's in uh it's it's shot in arizona somewhere it doesn't look like anything that would actually be shot there maybe it's like a future vision of this arizona city but uh the city of arcosanti is what it's called and yeah it's basically just uh, a video of uh, the landscape there and it looks really cool like a cool color palette violets and and different springtime kind of colors and then the band kind of performing throughout and yeah, definitely cool, worth checking out. Um, uh, Jeff, do, uh, do you have a favorite video of the week? It could be one of the ones we've talked about already. Yeah, um, I think the uh, Tuffet uh, video was definitely a favorite. Um, just amazing. Yeah, but I thought it was just so perfect. Um, you know, the execution, the concept uh, for the song. I just thought it was such a perfect um, marriage of of visual and, and plot and narrative and with the, with the sounds. Um, yep. Uh, excellent choice. That's a fantastic video. Yeah. Um, I'll do mine, Doug. So you can go last. Okay, like cool. Go last. Um, I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the uh, OK Go the um, the writings on the wall. I I I'm usually super cynical about stuff like like this. Um, especially OK Go videos, but this one won me over within like 30 seconds. I just thought this was, uh, you know, something that I, th- I think two years ago people probably thought, like, and I definitely thought that they were burnt out on stuff like this, and they and they did something that I didn't expect them to do, which is revive this style and make it exciting again. So I, I, I that's my favorite of the week. Super cool choice. My favorite of the week, One Minute More, Capital Cities, directed by Brewer. But I will tell people to go watch uh, Mecca by Wild Beast, directed by Kate Morose. And also uh, Adam Alexander, the, uh, what is it, Astora, Astora Habitat? How do you say that? Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's hard. You got me on that one. Astor, <laughs> Ast- Astra? A U S T R A. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Your pronunciation threw me there. It's yeah, well, that's what I was asking for help with. Uh, so- Austria Habitat, directed by Matt Lambert. Also, really good video. Uh, super weird, uh, which is fun. So watch it. Well, there we go. Um, this has been another edition of, of course. Our sweet podcast. If you want to find so many more podcasts, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh my God, I'm going on a road trip 
for, for 40 hours, I need a lot of content, then all you have to do is go to imvdb.com slash podcast, and we've got all sorts of podcasts featuring everybody you could imagine from, if you, if you can imagine on one end of the spectrum, uh, Ellis Ball, and on the other end of the spectrum, Timothy Sinti. We have everybody in between. Why? Um, why? I, why are those the two? Sides? I don't know. This is the first thing I saw on the list. What um, spectrum is that? Where those are the two? And sides? if you want to, if you want to watch any of the videos we talked about, or check out any of the links we did, um, our this is episode one twelve, so you can find all that in there, um, including links to all the uh, videos we talked about, including uh, a link to uh, Jeff's page on IMVDB, which has all the videos that we talked about of his as well. And thank you very much, Jeff, for, for joining us on the podcast. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Likewise, uh, thank you very much for having me. It was awesome. And actually, since you just had uh, one video that came out this week, I wanted to ask, do you have anything else in the in the pipeline for people to watch out uh, for with in the next few weeks? Uh, yeah, I'm actually working on something right now that's um, <laughs> uh, going to be coming out next week. Um, and it's um, I'm really excited about. Nice. Right. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll watch out for that, and yep. uh, we'll see you guys next week.